you know. You wanna, how do you want to intro this? Transition. <laughs> just transition me. Hand it just off. Tr- hand it off and I'll put it in the end zone. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No One Cares About. Your bye-bye-byes. I guess NSYNC's in the house tonight. Well, you know, they're on their big comeback tour right now, so might as well drop by the pod. Thanks, guys. I wish they were on tour. I would totally be there. Um, You know, it might might happen. Maybe they'll they'll, uh, make the announcement right now on the pod. (gasps) Justin? No comment. Uh. He's thinking. He's thinking about what he wants to say. Suspicious look on his face. <laughs> we can neither confirm nor deny. And Sync will go on tour. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Well, uh, that was NSYNC. Uh, I am Commissioner Johnny, and I'm joined as always by your favorite co-host, Crispy. And we're excited to, you know, ha- have our final round of buys. That's why it's bye bye buys. Bye bye buys. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's we'll talk about some week thirteen. Bimageddon finally in our rearview mirror. Hopefully, um, you know this this is the last week before the playoffs. Yeah, well, we'll be talking about that. Um, but yeah, before we get to any of that sort of news, it's time to go over some injuries. And apparently, we pod cursed uh, a couple of people this. This past week, last week, we were so grateful that there weren't any season enders. And what did we get? A couple of season enders. We did it. We sure did do it. I know. We we don't understand the power of our words. So, yeah. So, the top of this list is kind of a sad one. Um, I mean, it doesn't affect me in any way. It probably affects you more so. But Tank Dell, he broke his fibula. Um, while he was blocking for Damien Pierce, who got a touchdown on that play. But unfortunately for Tankdale owners, got a swapping goose egg. And he's being put on IR and will be ineligible through week 17. It's kind of weird that I I read the, the updates like written like that. And it just makes me wonder, like, do they like would he be able to come back in the postseason if they were in the postseason? Like, why not just say his season's over? Yeah, now I can't imagine he's coming back. I mean, I know in general, these, you know, broken bones heal faster than something like, you know, an Achilles tear or um, all these other muscular things, but there's no way he'd be back that fast. Yeah, I didn't think so, but I don't know. That's how they've, I've seen it written. Um, I was expecting them to say he was done for the season and that wasn't the update that I saw. But anyways... He will be on IR, so that does make him go away for at least four weeks. Um, So if you're looking for somebody to pick up in Houston, um, you should be looking towards Nico Collins and Noah Brown. Yeah, and I do got me some Nico Collins, so I'm kind of excited for that. Though We're not excited about the injury, just the potential of Nico Collins' success. Yeah, no, I mean, Tank Dell has been, within his own right, like, a really great uh, player this year. So, and really seeing him emerge as a rookie is always a lot of fun. So it's really, it's sad to see when these rookies get like big injuries in their first year. So wishing him the best. And if he is out for the rest of the season that he comes back just as great um, in his second 
second season next year. That's right. Next on the list is Derek Henry, although I'm not really sure he should be on the list. There was reports that he had suffered a concussion um, during the game last week. But then there was contradicting news of him being put on the concussion protocol and then not being on the in the concussion protocol. Ultimately, it does sound like he's not in concussion protocol and should be fine to play this next week. But if for some reason something happens or you just want to take a chance um, that maybe they pull him if he's not looking good or, you know, gets a little banged up, who knows? But if needed, uh, Tajay Spears is there and willing and ready to go. Yeah, that was was an interesting one because, yeah, he he was ruled out with a concussion at the game. Um, But what I found out was that I guess uh, the day after concussion, um, they go through some tests and so they do some cardio and they see how the, like, the body responds and then I guess he was totally fine. So he obviously had a, a pretty a decent enough hit to get him out for the game, uh, but bounce back like the machine he is. Yeah, I just, that what worries me is that this feels like somewhat similar to what Tua went through last season. You know, he obviously had gotten a concussion um, left the game, ended up coming back, and then got another concussion the following week. And obviously, that's you know, this is where the, the whole concussion protocol and seriousness of it all like really sort of emerged was, um, you know, that really bad hit that he had. So I just hope that that is not the case with Henry, and that he really is fine and good to go, and that it's not going to just take like another bad hit for him to you know seize on the field. Like we just don't want to see something like that ever. Um, so I really do hope that it is that like he is totally cleared, good to go, and nothing to be concerned about. Next on the list is Ramondre Stevenson. He is dealing with an ankle injury um, and ex- is expected to miss time, although it's not very clear uh, how much time. He His x-rays were negative, so nothing's broken, but definitely suffered some sort of sprain. But considering the Patriots' record, there's definitely no rush for them to bring Stevenson back. So I'm expecting that he's going to be done for the season, which means Ezekiel Elliott may get his chance to shine on the field again. Yeah, definitely. He had a uh, 69% of the snaps after uh, overall in the game, uh, 13.2 fantasy points this past week, give him his best performance of the season, RB 15. And um, yeah, should be uh, pretty, pretty good for him going forward. I guess it's time to feed Zeke. That time of the year. And he's hungry. (laughs) Definitely. Another one on this list is, well, actually still on this list, I should say, is Amari Cooper has a head injury. Um, He did leave last week early and he left again this past week early. Um, But this time for a head injury last week, if anyone remembers, it was for a rib injury. So he's he's definitely a little banged up, um, currently questionable. Uh, so it's something to monitor. But if he doesn't play, definitely look towards Elijah Moore to be the number one option. Yeah, it's, we talked about the weirdness there in at the Browns. Um, Flacco looked good, though. Um, so hopefully he does have Amari Cooper there for him. But um, yeah, Flacco looked pretty decent there as a Brown. Well, there you go. Another wide receiver on this list is Christian Watson who has been dealing with a hamstring injury throughout this season. Uh, Real bummer. He ended up hurting his hamstring again in the fourth quarter, and it looked like he was in a lot of pain. So 
That is not good and is pretty sucky because he was starting to look strong again after coming back from missing time. So it's just a situation to monitor and see if he can um, suit up this week. Yeah, similar one where like the the Packers actually look pretty good this past weekend also. So um, hopefully for Jordan Love, he has Christian Watson there on the field. This next one, I don't even. It's it's a lot. <laughs> Derek Carr is dealing with a shoulder injury, a back injury, and a concussion. I think it's safe to assume that he's not going to play this week. I mean, his hands fine, <laughs> elbows fine, his legs are fine. He might be able to chart him out there. I don't think so. Definitely, I'm pretty sure he's in concussion protocol. So. It'll be interesting times in New Orleans with Jameis Winston at the start. <laughs> there was a, a crazy play. I don't know if you got to see it. Jameis Winston threw this ball, and it was would have been an easy interception. It, like he threw it right to the other player, and unfortunately, the other guy like popped it up. And I think Olave was there to catch it and made like his big old, but got a ton of yards off of it. Uh, but it was great. So love to see Jameis just throwing balls and in. in directions of humans yeah i haven't really caught a lot of saints games this season but especially with Winston, when in the times that winston has started this season but i did catch that one it was to Olave, and yeah i was like okay i i see it very interesting times when winston's on the field he's captain yolo ball <laughs> clearly yeah it was such like a bopper it was so funny and uh another Another quarterback on this list, also kind of strange, uh, Kenny Pickett, who has been dealing with an ankle injury the whole season, but really has an injury from this past week. They're not going to put him on IR. Uh, They're going to leave the door open for him to return in week 18, but he's undergoing surgery for a high ankle, um, which the recovery for that is two to four weeks. So assuming the Steelers make it to the playoffs, I guess they're trying to get Pickett back in there. Um, but until then, it'll be Mitch Trubisky starting and Mason Rudolph as backup. Yeah, the Steelers, I think, I mean, I remember talking a lot about the Steelers quarterbacks last year. Mason Rudolph was a name. Duck Hodges was another name. Um, and yeah, I guess they're, they're coming back. So yeah, it was. I, I didn't catch the injury when it happened. Uh, but then when I was watching Red Zone, I got back to the Steelers and I saw Mitch Trubisky at center. So Interesting times. We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, they're still they still have a winning record. They still might win their division, which is ridiculous. But good luck, Mitch. Yeah, I think good luck to all the Steelers and uh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, but yeah, interesting time in Pittsburgh for sure. And what I I don't know if I would call it lovingly dubbed. There's not a lot of love over here, but Rogers Watch 2023 may end tonight. Um. We did talk about last week how the Jets opened Rogers' 21-day practice window to have him return uh, week 16. Um, specifically, Rogers was eyeing the 24th as his return date, uh, but he did acknowledge that that does depend on his health and on the Jets' playoff contention. It definitely seems unlikely that the Jets are going to make it to the playoffs, so I'm pretty sure... Rodgers is done officially for the season and we won't see him again until 2024. So sad. I mean, 
really, this should not have even been a discussion. I don't even understand like why I, the only reason why I wanted to see it is because I want to see him like play a game and really question whether or not he actually tore his Achilles. Like this makes no sense. I, I have a good friend who is a Jets fan and even he is questioning whether or not Rogers tore his Achilles. Yeah. Again, we've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure I saw it. I saw the slow motion replays. It was gross. I am a believer that it happened. I guess there's not much else we can do but believe. <laughs> As we mentioned, this is the last week of buys. And we only got two teams this week. Two teams that we probably don't really care about. Although, I will say that the Cardinals, who is what the first team that is on this buy, has been doing surprisingly decent with Kyler Bach and our good buddy Sam Hell. For the second team, the Washington Commanders, who are also on by, has somehow stayed in the top four positions at quarterback. So maybe not necessarily the worst teams, but two teams we probably won't miss this week. Yeah, we're missing out. Yeah, Kyler, um, Trey McBride, kind of a big loss there uh, for the Cardinals. And then Sam Howell, he didn't put enough respect on QB4 on the season. I mean, all the respect there is, he takes each hit and each hit just brings him higher and higher up the list, apparently. It's a bigger loss than CJ Stroud, Justin Herbert, Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Tua. Oh my God. Sam Howell, fantasy monster. That's ridiculous. It's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And with that, no more buys. Bye-bye, buys. Well, there's definitely a section of our notes missing today. Uh, Johnny, what's what's going on? I, where's your favorite segment? So, yes, this is the, the portion of the podcast where I do my favorite segment, the top tens. I've decided I think I'm going to retire the top tens, at least for the rest of the season. I believe it served its purpose. I think we were able to find some pretty good gems of players here and there, some trends uh, from some people. Um definitely was eye-opening for me so I, I enjoyed it but i just feel like later this late in the season uh we're getting a lot of repeats and the nfl landscape's starting to normal out at least to what 2023 is um so i wanted to do something a little bit different especially as we're getting ready for the playoffs uh, so i'm gonna hi i've decided to highlight two positions this week and then i'll do the other two next week and i'm gonna take a look at what their strength of schedule is for the rest of the season. So um, hopefully these are players that you have on your roster. Maybe these are players that are available. And so players you can uh, take a look for. And I'm also going to highlight um, some players that have particularly difficult rest of season. So hopefully help you guys uh, manage the playoffs a little bit. Sounds exciting. And Pretty darn helpful heading into the playoffs. Well, let's see if it works, but let's take a look. So the positions that I'm going to look at this week are going to be quarterback and running back. All right. So looking at the strength of schedule, the team that has the best schedule for quarterback rest of season, your very own Cowboys. So they are facing the Eagles, the Bills, Miami, and the Lions. And so this also goes through week 17. I took out week 18. And so they have the best strength of schedule here for quarterbacks. So it looks like 
Um, good rest of the season there for your very own Dakota Prescott. Yeah, especially I think Dak has been, you know, he's definitely made our top 10 a ton towards his back half of the season. Um, he's quarterback three on the season. And so seeing him with like the best path, the best path going forward, uh, he might be one of the best waiver quarterbacks that anyone picked up. I think, especially um, if you're riding with him and you're, you're in the playoffs, you, you're looking pretty good. That's what I like to hear. Uh, next up is uh, the Giants have the, the next best schedule. They're facing the Packers, the Saints, the Eagles and the Rams. Um, so is this a glimmering sign of hope for Tommy DeVito? Well, we know we like Tommy DeVito's pizza parties post wins. So if that means he gets a bunch of little pizza parties after each game. Then I'm for it. Why not? Yeah, and he's he's shown some sign of life. Uh, week eleven, he was QB seven, so he's capable of having big performances. And so, seeing the schedule, um, that might be one that's on waivers right now for you to pick up potentially. I'll take the Giants' upset win over the Eagles any day. You know they don't got to win; they just got to score a ton of points. That's true. Well, you get Dakota on the list. I get Russ on the list. So the Broncos have the third best. Let's call it the friendliest schedule for quarterbacks. Um, they're facing the Chargers twice, which is a big part of it. Uh, the Lions and the Patriots. Um, so, yeah, Russ hasn't been tremendous this year by any means, um, but he's been relatively accurate. So, you know, again, good strength of schedule going forward. So, again, Russ might be another one there on waivers that could be available for you. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos have been doing decently well and you know that is due to Russ playing a lot better this season than he did last season so if this is a you know good things to come then by all means show them that you still got it Russ uh number four is Arizona uh I'm gonna skip them though because they do have a buy this week and so numbers are a little bit skewed um but maybe you can grab Kyler going forward because again they, they have a pretty good schedule there um, so skipping them, the next team would be the Titans. Uh, they're facing Miami, the Texans, Seattle, and the Texans again. Um, that puts them fifth there. And so could mean good things there for Will Levis. Um, he did obviously blow up on that very first game that he had 26.62 points in his debut. Hasn't really seen that since, but uh soft schedule going forward. Yeah, I mean, if you're desperate and are you, you know, streaming quarterbacks, then that's definitely something to look at. I think that's important to have some sort of like outlook for who's available if, you know, you've lost a quarterback or just have been streaming all season. And then I'll give you one more because, again, the Cardinals didn't count because of that bye. The next team technically is the Jets, which I don't know what their quarterback is. Um, but again, might be an emergency kind of stream option if you need it. Uh, they're facing the Texans, Miami, Washington, and the Browns. Uh, the Browns in Week 17, that's their worst matchup. Browns have a really good uh, defense against uh, quarterbacks. But Washington is one of the worst. So they, they rank 31st. Um, so Week 16, uh, whoever is behind center there at the Jets uh, might be the way to go. I mean, this one might be one that is only good on paper, but... Uh, Zach Wilson is slated to be QB1 out in New York Jets land. So maybe this is what he needs to to take himself into the, I don't know, to the end of the season and feel a little bit better and hopefully 
put up some better numbers so that I think he can just get off of the off of that team. I think he needs to go somewhere else. All right. And then before we wrap up the quarterback talk, I want to talk the opposite end of the spectrum. So the five quarterbacks with the hardest matchups going forward, uh, starting off with number five, that would be the Texans. So that gives me a little bit of nerves there. I know I have a couple CJ Stroud shares here and there. So the Texans are facing the Jets, the Titans, the Browns, and the Titans again. You know, might might have to have other options there for CJ Stroud. Um, so I'm definitely I'm definitely taking note of that for sure. Uh, the next one might not be too big of a concern. I don't know. Uh, the Bengals have the next worst schedule. They're facing the Colts, the Vikings, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. Though Jake Browning looked pretty good last week, but uh, it's going to be tough for him going forward. So he might be one to avoid there on waivers. Uh, the next one is the Commanders. Uh, they're on by this week, like we mentioned. So I don't know. They may or may not count, but they once they come back, they're facing the Rams, the Jets, and the Niners. Uh, so my poor Sam Howell is going to have a tough end of season there for him. But the, apparently he strives every time he gets hit. You know, he might be able to do it. <laughs> uh, the next one, this is kind of a big cause for concern, too. This is the team with the uh, second to hardest schedule here is actually the Dolphins. So two is going to be up against the Titans, the Jets, the Cowboys and the Ravens. Ravens are the toughest team against quarterbacks. So that's going to be in the fantasy championships. So cause for concern for sure if you're riding with Tua. Yeah, I mean, somehow, you know, Tua makes it happen and he has Hill and he has uh, Waddle and, you know, everybody that he has ready ready to kind of adjust based on how he needs to throw and get the ball out. So uh, definitely would like to see him do well. But yeah, it might be it might be rough for Miami. And last one. So the team with the toughest schedule here going forward is the Jags. Uh, they're facing the Browns, the Ravens. Again, two very tough defenses there. The Bucks in Carolina. But, you know, we didn't mention this earlier, but maybe for good reason. Uh, Trevor Lawrence obviously had uh, that big injury there uh, against the Bengals. He might come back this season because, uh, you know, it, it's high ankle sprain. Uh, who knows when he's going to come back, but it's going to be a tough one going forward. He's had a tough season overall, so I can't imagine too many people were rolling with him, though he's had a couple big games, uh, but looking looking pretty bleak, even if he comes back from this injury. Yeah, I mean, right now they're listing him as day-to-day with his high sprain um, on his ankle. The testing showed that there wasn't any structural damage, so I think they're optimistic yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, they're in playoff contention. So it's like, what do you what do you do? And then if you put in CJ Beathard, like knowing that he there's such a tough schedule for the at quarterback um, for their schedule, it's just not really expecting much. And they'll most likely still stay in playoff contention. But I don't know. It's 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 definitely concerning in Jackson for the Jaguars. Yeah, if he comes back, let's say week 16, just to kind of put a date on that, that's going to be their best matchup. That's when they're they're up against the Bucks. Um, but it's going to be hard hard to trust, you know, Trevor Lawrence coming off of this injury in any sort of capacity. And then in the championship finals, week 17, uh, they're up against Carolina. Carolina is the second hardest on quarterback. So definitely do not want to see that in a fantasy championship. Yeah, that's rough. 
All right, so let's take a look at running backs. The running back with the best matchup is the Chargers. So Austin Eckler, which is good news, I guess, if you're an Austin Eckler owner, because he's definitely let some of us down, a few of us down here in the fumble games. But uh, he has a good rest of season. So obviously, in a normal, you know, normal type of fantasy league, you're not benching Austin Eckler by any means. So uh, you're going to get some pretty decent sign of life here. The Chargers are playing Denver twice. Denver is the weakest team against running backs. Then he's playing Vegas the Bills, and then again, Denver at the very end. So um, good news there for Austin Eckler owners. Uh, the next running back, the, man, this is like not fair. The next running back with the easiest schedule is the Niners. So Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, if you've been struggling there with Christian McCaffrey, good news. He's going to be awesome. That's ridiculous and disgusting. <laughs> not fair. Yeah. So um, he's playing Seattle, Arizona, the Ravens, and Washington. Arizona being the second weakest team to running back. So, you know, fire it up. As if CMC needed any more help. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of these here in the in running back land. Uh, the next team is the Falcons. So, yeah, good news for Bijan and Tyler Algier owners even maybe. Um, they're facing the Bucks, Carolina, the Colts, and the Bears. So that gives them the third easiest schedule here for the rest of the season. Uh, the next team here is the Eagles. Uh, they're facing the Cowboys, Seattle, Giants, and Arizona. So DeAndre Swift owners, that's very good to see there going into the playoffs. Cool. <laughs> Anytime yeah. anything's easy for the Eagles, I don't want to hear it. Right. Uh, and uh, the fifth running back with the easiest schedule is going to be the Patriots. So it's Zeke time. Uh, they're facing the Steelers, the Chiefs. Uh, the Broncos and wrapping up with the Bills. So yeah, definitely expect a ton of fantasy production from Zeke. So I'm sure he's available on waivers or, or was when waivers ran. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, this is definitely good for Zeke. So no reason to bring Ramondre back in this season. All right. So let's take a look at the teams with the toughest schedule. Um, so the fifth toughest schedule uh, is Arizona, which is even more tough because there you have a bye this week. But once they come back from the bye, they're facing the Niners, the Bears, and the Eagles. And so, you know, um, James Conner had a really big return the other day. Um, but it looks like it's going to be tough sledding for him for the rest of the season. Uh, the next team with a tough schedule here, the fourth toughest, is the Giants. And so they're facing the Packers, the Saints, the Eagles. The, that'll be a trend. Eagles are pretty tough against the run. They're the second hardest team against the run. And then they're wrapping up with the Rams. And so bad news bears there for all the Saquon owners. But that is really good for Tommy DeVito because that just means that he needs to throw the ball. And that that's not necessarily bad for Saquon because DeVito can throw the ball to him too. Yeah, that's fair. Um, him as a pass catcher, uh, he'll definitely see that upside for sure. That's a good point. Thank you. Uh, the third toughest schedule... For running backs going forward is going to be the Ravens. Uh, so they're facing the Rams, the Jags, the Niners, and Miami. So Keaton Mitchell owners, I know he, you probably picked him up pretty recently and you've been seeing some success with him, but uh, don't look for that going forward. I wouldn't rely on Ravens running backs anyways. Uh, so kind for, of for this reason, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, it's always tough to trust the Ravens running back, right? Yeah, if your name's not Lamar... Don't count on it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, kind of similar to the uh, Giants here, uh, we see the Cowboys here with the second to toughest uh, schedule against the run here. Uh, they're facing the Eagles, the Bills, Miami, and the Lions. Uh, so bad news bears as well for Tony Pollard, who's had a little bit of sign of life recently, but overall has had a pretty disappointing season. It uh, looks like it's going to be a pretty disappointing rest of season for him as well. But again, Dak having the easiest schedule as a quarterback, plenty of uh, passing volume there for the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, this is most likely just really good for everybody in the receiving line for um, for Dallas. I mean, CD's been having a monster season. Brandon Cooks has been emerging, Jake Ferguson. Like it's rough for it's definitely rough in the run game, but I think this is kind of what Dak needs. But Dak has seen a lot of success running himself. So if if this does kind of hamper that, then that could be concerning for the Cowboys moving forward. And then the last team, so this is a team with the toughest running schedule going for the rest of the season, is the Seahawks. Uh, so bad news there for Zach Charbonnet owners. Uh, they they're facing the Niners, the Eagles, the Titans, and the Steelers. So uh, not too bad there for the championship game. But leading up to there, especially the first playoff game is going to be against the Eagles. Um, so yeah, tough for Charbonnet. Uh, we didn't really talk about Ken Walker. I don't know if he's going to make it back before the end of the season. But either way, not good news for the running backs there in Seattle. Yeah, it's a really tough schedule for them. And I, but I think they're like at this point, they're officially out of playoff contention anyways. So not much to lose on their part. But the fantasy owners think of the fantasy owners. There's not much you can rely on in Seattle. They're not consistent enough. That's the only thing you can rely on is their inconsistencies. (laughs) Never trust them. All right. So that, uh, that goes over our quarterbacks and running backs there. Uh, Next week, I will highlight uh, wide receivers and tight ends. Well, that was cool. A little something new to keep you guys on your toes. And while that was not how I was expecting you to present that, it actually made a lot of sense. All right. Well, as I mean, we have a couple of cheapy teams. Cheapy, duh. I don't know if we need to really talk about them too much. Um, I would say I'm just going to highlight probably the worst game of last week. Uh, it was probably the Chargers versus Patriots. The Chargers got six points and somehow... We can call that a blowout of the Patriots who got zero points. (laughs) Like I I remember calling for the Patriots to win that one at the end of the day. That was close, but man, I can't believe that was a six point game. Like that was, that's so gross. Yeah. And I, I'd heard in another news story about how the Eagle, sorry, not the Eagles, how the Patriots actually covered the spread, which don't ask me what that means, but I know it's a good thing for those who are betting by not scoring anything, they covered the spread. You're making our, our dear friend Ruben toss and turn right now with that. <laughs> Sorry, Ruben. He's going to quiz you. One day I'll, I'll understand it all. But at least I know words now. I know, it, I know what it means. I know it's a good thing. I know you want it <laughs> if you're going to bet on it. <laughs> it's true. Another game that I, of course, had to highlight was the 49ers-Eagles game. 49ers got 42 points to the Eagles 19. And you know what's sad is that like it, the the score of this game looks even closer than it actually even really was. Only because I think like if you see a 9 in any in anything like the 9 makes it feel inflated. No, like they 
this says that they lost by 23 points. It feels like they lost by like 42 points. Yeah, it was not a good game on the Eagles part at all. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised because like in the beginning, it looked like the Niners were kind of struggling. Like Eagles defense was like holding pretty firm. And then they just broke it all down. And it was just 40 some minutes of bad. Yeah, there was 21 unanswered points by the Eagles that the 49ers were able to score against them. And yeah, I mean, exactly like you said, like you would just see CMC take off. You would see, you know, Brandon Ayuk just be open in the middle of the field and no one was around. Like it was just bad. I don't know what was happening on the Eagles defense, but yeah, it's not surprising that they're amongst the weakest teams against quarterbacks because Brock Purdy looked like a god out there. <laughs> well, you know, highly likely these two will get a rematch in the playoffs. I hope it's at least a little bit more competitive. I know what you hope the outcome of that is. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I only want there to be a rematch for them because the Cowboys got the bye. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll, we will see. All right. Well, now it's time to look at week 14 matchups. Well, before we do, this thing's beeping again. Did it turn into a pager? What is this? I, I don't know. And it always like goes off around this time. So weird. It knows. Someone's listening. Let's take a listen. Yo, Johnny Tight Shorts, it's Rube. Oh, man. You guys think Crispy's cursed? I got COVID this week. Who the hell still gets COVID, man? Anyway, let me get to these picks before I freaking cough myself to death. Uh, I got for a Survivor pick this week, I got the Packers. If you're still alive at Survivor, I sure the hell ain't. Damn Jaguars last week. Can't believe that. Uh, second up, I got the... Tutties, Undies, Special. That's uh, a two-team under parlay. Uh, I got the Pats and the Steelers under 30. And the Jags and the Browns under 30 and a half. There's no way there's three touchdowns in between these two games, man. No way in hell. 100 widget 257. Uh, next up, I got the Crispy Curse Special. That's uh, Crispy's favorite team, the Eagles. Getting three against the Cowboys. I know the Eagles got crushed last week, but I think they come back this week and beat up on those Cowboys. And then I got a three-team seven-point teaser for the Chi-Chi's. Got the Niners minus three and a half. Chargers plus four. Packers plus the half point. Like I said, all they got to do is win. So it's a three-point te- uh, three-team teaser. Last up, I got the Johnny Donkey prop bet of the week. That's uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, somebody's boyfriend. I don't know who the hell he's dating, but somebody, my wife said he's dating somebody famous. Oh, Travis Kelsey, he's got to score a touchdown. And the Chiefs win uh, against uh, somebody. I forgot who they're playing. Man, all right. Anyway, if Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown, Chiefs win. You get 173 bucks for 100 bucks. Oh. Tight shorts, man. I'm going to take some fucking more NyQuil. Call it a night. Good luck, man. That was the saddest and yet probably my most favorite call yet. Minus the the Eagles pick, of course. So uh, you're going to bet against the Cowboys? 
bet for I was trying to I was trying to understand what his bet was. He was saying that the Eagles would get three touchdowns. No, no, no. it's Eagles uh, winning by three points. Oh no, I don't like that one. Never mind. I mean, yeah. again, possible because all of their games minus the 49ers game have been very close. Couldn't he have been like over under three? Isn't that how it works too? It's he's taking them plus three, so they got to win by more than three. Oh, well, I don't like that bet. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Well, hopefully he feels better soon. If not, he can feel terrible and maybe win some bets. Who knows? Whatever makes him happy. Yeah. Mine's that one. But yeah, hopefully that helps cheer cheer him up. Sorry you got COVID, buddy. I thought it was, I thought COVID was a fake disease. We won't get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's well, picks. Let's get into, uh, our picks, how we doing? We you, we had at least two matches that you got off of me. So how are we looking overall? Well, overall, where we were as of last week, I was 25-19 and you were 31-14. Uh, the difference between us being six. So looking to this last week games, you uh, ended up being nine and four. So that makes me 40 and 18. And I was ten and three. Ooh, so so just one game there, right? Yes. You won ten. You got ten. I got nine. Yeah. All right. So you uh, you got a game on me there. Uh, overall, I'm still up five games. How are you still up five? I don't know. I just did math, and that's what it did. Math ain't mathin', but all right. Listeners can double check the work. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Whatever. We'll figure it out. It's because we keep picking the same team. Stop picking the same team as me. Well, we're trying to pick the winners, so I'm not going to purposely pick a bad pick. Why not? I mean, I got at least two of them last week, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to the actual matches of this week. As the winner from last week, the picks are uh, you will pick first. Yay. So starting off Thursday Night Football, we have the Patriots, who are 2-10, and 10, going to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers, who are 7-5. and five. Both of these teams are a wee bit banged up. Uh, Patriots are without Ramondre Stevenson. Steelers is are without their quarterback. But they're still in playoff contention. They still obviously want to. Mike Tomlin is, you know, has to have a winning record. They lost last week. Even though Zeke will probably eat, I am still going to go Steelers. All the things that you said are correct. Uh, however, I think the Patriots still got to win. Another game. Do they win it against Mitch Trubisky? I think they do. Let's get spicy to kick it off. I'm going Patriots. They just got blown out by six points. That's blown out is a relative term. They got shut out. They, they got shut blown. out by. They, well, might as well. But yeah, they got shut out by Touched six points. They would have beat the Chargers. Like that's so gross. They couldn't even do that. They couldn't even get a touchdown. That was against Justin Herbert. This is against Mitch Trubisky. He wasn't. It was not like they're playing against the quarterback. What I mean, lock it in. <laughs> it's locked in. It's locked in. By all means, moving into Sunday morning, we have the Lions, who are nine and three, headed to Chicago to see the Bears, who are four and eight. The Lions are doing pretty well. They're jaw. Um, Goff has uh, figured out his slump from Turkey Day. They came out with the win last week. I don't know what's going on in Bears land, so I am picking the Lions. It's another Wizard of Oz special. I will go Lions as well. 
Are the Bengals the Tigers then? I guess so. The striped cat. Mm-hmm. Cute. Well, speaking of cats, also in the morning are the Panthers, who are 1-11, uh, heading to New Orleans to have some fun with Jameis Winston with the New Orleans Saints, who are 5-7. and seven. I, I don't know. <laughs> Gotta pick one. No, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going Saints. Despite the weirdness that Winston brings, they are capable of pulling off wins. So, Saints it is. All right. Got to keep it spicy. I said uh, the Panthers have a good uh, schedule there going forward for the quarterback. Let's see if Bryce Young can deliver in this first one of those games. Give me the Panthers. This is an exciting start to our uh, to our picks. That's what you wanted, right? Yeah, but I feel like you're very confident on your end. Another game that in the morning on Sunday are the Rams, who are six and six, against the Baltimore Ravens, who are nine and three. I am definitely going Ravens. I think I think this would be a good game, but I think the Ravens are the stronger team. Yeah, Ravens obviously playing really well. Uh, Rams have had some really good games as well. Did highlight that the Ravens are was it? Yeah, Ravens are the toughest defense against quarterback. Uh, so that gives me a lot of pause against Stafford and his receivers. Um, so, yeah, I think the Rams could win this one, but uh, I've already gone too spicy for my own good. So I'm going Ravens. Another game to watch in the morning are the Jaguars, who are 8-4, and four, headed to Cleveland to play the Browns, who are 7-5. and five. CJ Beathard against Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough matchup all around yeah i mean the jaguars you know have struggled i mean albeit it was you know trevor lawrence is the one who has struggled joe flacco did look pretty good last week but there might be without amari cooper i i think i gotta go browns dang i thought you were gonna go jags uh because i am going browns as well that makes me feel better another morning game are the buccaneers who are five and seven Going to Atlanta to face the Falcons, who are six and six. Before I make this pick, I gotta say, Evans made it. He did it. Mike Evans did it for the tenth season in a row. That's right. A thousand plus receiving yards. I think it's fair to say that he is quarterback proof. I think he's officially quarterback proof. Uh, we even said that we didn't know if he can get it. We didn't know if he can get 150 yards this past week. And he said, hold my beer. Here's the 150. Got 155, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. Congratulations to him. In regards to this game, it's a it's a pretty like evenly matched game, I think. Um, I know you did mention that Falcons have a pretty good matchup for running backs. So that is good for Bijan and Tyler Algier. Uh, we didn't talk about the Bucks, so uh Rashad White who in his own right has been be, has been excellent this this season quietly I feel has been really really great um so I, I I do sort of feel like these teams could be potentially evenly matched and could go either way I kind of want to go Bucks because I don't I feel like I don't even really know who is who are the receivers in Atlanta uh, Drake London who we Pitts. haven't heard much of haven't heard much of that's all I got for you yeah, I feel like this will be a battle of the quarterbacks more than anything. I'm going to go Buccaneers and trust Baker, who will soon be 
a father. Oh, is he? I didn't see that. Yeah. I don't know if it's soon, but... He will be. He will be a father. Congratulations there. I was kind of hoping you to go Falcons for whatever reason, because I am going Bucks as well. I like it on these like tougher ones when you go the same as me, because then I feel better. <laughs> no, you wanted us to split them, so can't have it both ways, my friend. Well, when I'm more confident, I'd like us to split. <laughs> okay. This one, this next one's fun. Uh, we got the Houston Texans, who are seven and five, headed to New York to face the Jets. Four and eight. Zach Wilson is back in the pilot seat. Yeah. Um, going Texans here. Yeah, I mentioned that the CJ uh, Stroud has a tough uh, rest of season. Jets are definitely a big part of it. They have a really great defense, regardless of what's happening in the offensive side of it. Texans also have a pretty good defense as well. Um, but I think overall the Texans will pull this one through. Just nervous about those CJ Stroud points. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, you're right. The Jets do have a really, really good defense. But while they could slow down CJ... I, I mean, I feel bad. I feel bad for Wilson. Like, I want him to do better um, for his own career. But the offensively, like, the Jets are just not good. I don't even know how they have won four. And one of those was against the Eagles. Offensively, it's offensive. <laughs> and the last game to watch in the morning are the Indianapolis Colts, who are 7-5, and five, headed to Cincinnati to face the Bengals, who are 6-6. Six and six. Uh, the Bengals just had that upset win against the Jaguars this past Monday. Big win. That's a big win. Was. Uh, we got Minshew Magic out in Indianapolis. This is tough. I truly don't know which way to go for this one. Bengals quarterback is uh, Browning. That's right. He's I mean, he's looking good. Some say he's the no the new Joe Burrow. I wouldn't be surprised. It's really convenient that they have the same initials. <laughs> during the games texted uh someone texted me jb equals jb and it was a group chat and like some people were really confused about what was going on but i was like you know joe burrow or jake browning is equal to joe burrow was the reference got it yeah i mean this one might be a spicy one depending on how you go but i am going to pick the Bengals. dang i wanted to go Bengals as well do i like the colts enough to give them that upset Sure, I'll go Colts. I'll take Colts, but I'm not happy about it. You don't have to take the Colts. I'm doing it, but I'm on record. I'm not enjoying this pick. <laughs> That's fair. Moving into the afternoon, we have the Seattle Seahawks, who are six and six, headed for probably their own beatdown in San Francisco against the 49ers, who are nine and three. Without a doubt, I am taking the 49ers. We didn't do top tens this week, but uh, Geno Smith had an amazing week 13. Yeah, he decided to show up against the Cowboys, but it seems highly unlikely against the 49ers. He was QB1 on the week, 31 points. Uh, can he back it up again? Probably not. Uh, I'm going Niners. Another afternoon game to watch are the Minnesota Vikings, who are coming off of their bye week, 6-6, six and six, headed to Las Vegas to face the Raiders, who are 5-7. and seven. Any word on uh, if Josh Dobbs is going to start? Uh, the word... In Vikings camp is that he is indeed starting. Maybe he was just a little tired, a little overworked, needed a little bit of rest. He's been on a couple of different teams this year. It's been tough for Josh Dobbs. Maybe he just like got the plays confused. It happens. He was like, oh wait, that was an Arizona play. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give him one last shot. 
I'm going to go Vikings. Uh, I was withholding this information just in case you went Raiders, but you didn't. So it doesn't matter. Justin Jefferson also scheduled to return this week as well. So the astronaut with Justin Jefferson, let's go. Is this going to be our first time seeing him with Jefferson? Yeah, absolutely. This will be interesting. Yeah, no. Vikings all the way. Understandably so. Next afternoon game um, is the Buffalo Bills, who are six and six. Isn't that weird? Isn't that? I would not have guessed that that was going to be their record at this time. But they are six and six, headed to Kansas City to face the Chiefs, who are eight and four, and coming off of their sort of embarrassing loss to the Packers this past week. I want like, yeah, I don't know. These are like these are these are both very good teams in theory facing off against each other. This should be a good game. This should be a close game. I don't know what's going on with Kansas City. Taylor was there last week and they still lost. Taylor's first loss. Something she's probably not used to. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, this is a rough one. Um, but I I think overall the Bills are a stronger team. I'm going to go Bills. Ooh, we're going Bills. I would love for the Bills to win. Um, would definitely spice things up if they go seven and six, make the Chiefs go eight and five. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the Chiefs have back to back bad games, um, though I wish it to happen, but I am going Chiefs. I think it's definitely, it seems very much unlikely for them to go back to back. I think you would be more inclined to go Bills if the Chiefs won last week, but. I just think this is like this has not been a season for the Chiefs. And the the fact that they're eight and four and the Bills are six and six is like kind of wild because Mahomes is not. I mean, we've talked about where Mahomes is. Sam Howell is ranked as a better quarterback on the season than Mahomes. Like, that's wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I know, you know, Ruben did say that the Chiefs will win with a Travis Kelsey touchdown. It's definitely overdue, but. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Bills. All right. And last afternoon game for Sunday are your very own Broncos, who are six and six, coming to LA to face the Chargers, who are five and seven. I don't know. You know what? For once, I'm going to go Broncos. Thank you. The Chargers six points last week. Yeah. The fact that they could only get six points against the Patriots is a sad, sad affair. Um, so I will be going Broncos. I, I think the Chargers are last time I looked, the Chargers are favored by three, I think. But um yeah, I think it, it, it's gonna be a good game. It's a division game. Uh Broncos Charger games are always usually pretty good. Broncos, you know, lost a really close one last week against the Texans. They didn't play super well and you know, managed to hang in there. Um, I think they definitely gonna show up against a division rival. So I'm going to give it to my Broncos again. I figured you would. And headed into Sunday night football, which is absolutely the game of the week, if not the game of the season, I feel. Game of the personally. Slow down. <laughs> but could of be the regular the of the regular season. Could be NFC Championship preview though. This game is a big deal. I mean, even even if the Cowboys were to lose, it's not the end of their playoff run, um, but it would definitely make it harder for the Cowboys in the playoffs. The Eagles are coming off of their embarrassing loss to the 49ers. I'm sure 
they feel a certain type of way about that because they're Eagles and they're annoying. Obviously, you know, the Eagles and the Cowboys have played previously. It was a close game. There were a lot of penalties that were working in the Eagles' favor in that game. They were in Philadelphia. The Eagles are coming to Dallas. I think the Cowboys are playing a much different game currently than they were when they last faced the Eagles. So even if I weren't spewing all these positive points, um, I'm obviously picking the Cowboys, but there are reasons also. Yeah, I think this, this hopefully should be a good game. I think it'll be a close one. Again, just like Broncos Chargers, divisional, uh, two teams that play really tough against each other, two teams with really, really good records. But for similar reasons why I'm choosing the Chiefs, I can't see the Eagles having back-to-back bad games. So I think they pull off this win. I get it. Again, for the same reason that I I understand you picking the Chiefs against the Bills. If the Eagles hadn't lost last week, you might be feeling a little bit differently, but then that would make them 11-1. and And I feel like you would still feel very strongly about that. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of breakdown in the Eagles in, in their defense, you know, Jalen Hurts got did get one tush push in, but it's just like that. I'm not going to say that they're frauds. They're obviously a very strong team, but there's things that they have been relying on that can't work forever, and it's starting to break down. And if they can adjust, then you know that's that's part of the game. That's part of what you have to do. And the Cowboys are playing a much different game than when they last played them. So I could also see them coming into this game feeling like, oh, we've already beat them once before. We'll be fine. Just do what we did last time. And I don't think that'll work for them if they're not adjusting. So yeah, I mean, regardless, the Cowboys will be playing like crap and I'll probably still be taking them. But I do think that the Cowboys are playing a much better game right now than the Eagles are. So let's go, Cowboys. And last but not least, we have... I can't even call it a double feature for Monday Night Football because they're happening at the exact same time. We have two games for Monday Night Football again. I thought we were done with this nightmare. I feel like we gave it a name last time. I can't remember what it was, but don't love it. Yeah, not loving it. Very unhappy that this is a thing. But if you would like to tune into ABC at 515 on Monday night, you can watch the Green Bay Packers, who are 6-6, and take on the New York Giants. Who are four and eight. Oh, Tommy, I mean, Tommy DeVito, man. Christian Watson is banged up dealing with that hamstring injury. Even if he is able to play, I mean, he looked like he was in a lot of pain. So I want to see Tommy DeVito get another win. I'm going to take the job. Taking the job. <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even say it with a straight face, but I am going to take, <laughs> I am picking the Giants. Well, Jordan Love's managed to stay a top 10 quarterback this year. I feel like the, the Packers are playing even better as of late. I mean, they just beat the Chiefs. If they beat the Chiefs, I think they can beat the Giants. I'm probably going to regret this pick, but I just want Tommy DeVito to have a pizza party. I went spicier than you, so you 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 have some leeway. I'm trying to catch up, though. And as I mentioned, at the same time, if you aren't feeling that game, you can head on over to ESPN and watch the Tennessee Titans, who are 4-8, and eight, uh, visit Miami, to face the Dolphins, who are nine and three. Let's just fast forward. Both go Dolphins. <laughs> I waste time with that pick. It's like you can watch two mediocre teams on ABC, or you can watch a blowout on ESPN. I guess ABC is the better game. I, I mean, I guess. 
if you had to pick, but really, why are there two different games at the same time? Yeah, no, no bueno. Well, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Commission Crispy Corner. All right, what do we got this week? Well, there were many players on this past injury list that were on my team. And while I did have Jalen Hurts, he did not have that great of a game against the 49ers. So I lost and dropped down to eighth (laughs) place in Final Dynasty. And it's looking like I want to lose this week too, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. I tried. It didn't happen for me. And now I'm most likely out of the playoffs and I'll have a great pick next season. It looks like your wish came true after all. I'm very pleased with myself. I put in the effort and despite <laughs> I did not make it to the playoffs as I hoped. Well, <laughs> to be fair, you're not mathematically eliminated yet. As Jay pointed out, we have a one, two, three, four, five way tie with teams at seven and six, which is crazy because we, we talked about this a little bit last week, how like I think David and Chris were both. They, they hadn't earned their asterisk yet, so they could have been they could not make the playoffs. Um, since then, Chris now does have his asterisk, but David still doesn't. So David is in third place in eight and five, and there is a possibility that he doesn't make the playoffs. But I'm pretty sure I'm losing this week, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's just wild that we have such a tight finish at the end, and like, yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. Yeah, watch me win and end up back in the playoffs, and be like, Ugh, why? <laughs> Yeah, you're you're just you you would be just shy of the of the bye week, I guess. Yeah. Oh well. Well, we'll see what happens. But in much funnier news, on the fumble games, I did pay attention. However, you us talking about Austin Eckler having a good strength of schedule for the rest of the season could potentially be that he's not the cursed player, but he at least cursed Lou. Sure did. So yeah, Lou was our 11th elimination there in the fumble games. Talked about it last week. He grabbed a handful of my players, one of them being Austin Eckler, who I got from you. So yes, Austin Eckler has been on at least three eliminated teams and Lou was the latest to fall victim. So yeah, real tough at the end, getting real tight. Uh, It did come down to the last game. It was like kind of almost four-ish people in the mix there at the bottom. Uh, But unfortunately, it was Lou there. And now just five teams remain. We'll see who wins. Cool. And then the last one that I wanted to mention, uh, haven't done an update on this in a bit, is the Teacher League. I had mentioned that I was kind of struggling here and there, done some trades, try to kind of stay afloat. The Teacher League actually was has been super tight as well there we have a three-way tie at the very top nine and four and then another three-way tie for seven and six and then three more teams at six and seven and then so we have four sets of ties there's three teams in each with each of the same records so with that being said i'm in the bottom set of the ties so three of us are at four and nine. And so that's going to determine who gets last this this week because we, we don't take the losers to the playoffs. So this is the last week uh, for us and that's going to determine who gets last place in this league. Well, I'm still hoping it's you. I don't know what the punishment is this year, but I really hope it's you for my own amusement. For, for better or worse, I'm going against another team with the same record. So I control my own destiny in terms of that. I am winning the three of them in terms of points. So if I lose and then the other four and nine team loses as well, I will win out of points. But 
I mean, it also depends on how many points we score this week, too. So that's also a factor. So, yeah, it's going to be really tight up until this last week for us. Do you guys already have, like, the punishment predetermined? Oh, yeah. What is it? It's it's the same as last year. What is it? It's the... We call it the bobble dick. It's the trophy. Oh. <laughs> with the dude and his bobbly dick. I see. And then the loser also has to wear an apron with the bobble dick guy that's on it. And we wear it at the draft the whole time. Yeah, got it. Got it. I have never lost this league. How long has it been around? Like over 10 years. Oh, wow. Well, you're doing really well in Final Dynasty and real bad in the teacher league. So it balances out. Yeah, it's kind of, I've been a tale of two leagues, I guess. That There's this other league that I'm in, and that's a 14-team league. And I'm in first place on that one. I have a, a game advantage in that one as well. So I've had a couple really, I have a couple really, really good leagues. And that one is my particularly really, really bad league. So they were there, that's that. <laughs> there you go. You always need one bad one. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our week 14 pod. Hope you guys enjoyed the bye-bye-byes. Instinct came back. Oh, hey, Justin. <laughs> hey, Chris, Lance, Joey, <laughs> JC. You guys just been hanging around this whole time? People just like spending time with us. I take it as a compliment. It's a little <laughs> weird, but I take it as a compliment. All right. Well, as always, friends, like, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell all of your friends. Uh, find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter. Find us on X, gonna give it to you. I have news. What's your news? You said I wouldn't do it. What'd you do? I made our, well, I claimed our Instagram name. Oh, so it exists now. It exists. It's a blank of nothing, but it exists. So people can can find us on Instagram, (laughs) but they wouldn't find anything there. Yeah, there's no, there's no image. There's no anything. There's no, Uh, there's no um, reason to follow. (laughs) No. I was going to add stuff, but I didn't have time to like add anything yet, but it does exist. And did you get Noka at Noka underscore pod? I did. Oh, look at us. I was really afraid actually after saying that last week that one of our listeners spitefully was just going to steal the the username for us. That's what I was thinking too. That's why I did it. Mm. (laughs) I was like, someone would do that. Well, that's exciting. We have an Instagram, but there's nothing on it. So don't worry about it. We'll we'll tell you once it's interesting, but. All right. Exciting. (laughs) All right. Well, I am Johnny. And I'm Christy. Good luck to everyone in week 14, unless you're playing one of us. In which case, we hope you lose. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye.